Welcome to the Global Marketing Show, the podcast for all things international business. I'm your host, Wendy Pease, president of Rapport International and a translation expert. Come along with me today as we talk to an expert in the global marketing world about facing their biggest fears, hearing about mistakes they made or saw, discussing best practices, and sharing fun travel language and culture stories. Welcome listeners to another episode of the Global Marketing Show. Today's episode is going to be a really good one. If you've ever thought about exporting or you're exporting now and you need some help, there are a ton of resources that are out there. So we're going to have a very lively, good conversation about that. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you that the Global Marketing Show is brought to you by Rapport International, and they connect you to anyone around the world by providing high-quality language services. And today's tidbit is about the Czech language. There's a word that has no equivalent in English, and it's something we've all done. The word is prosvonit. I hope I'm saying it right. If you speak Czech, let me know. And what that means is to call someone's mobile phone from your own, and then the person doesn't answer, so you can leave your phone number in there and add them to your contacts. Prozvonit is a much easier way to say it than explaining it, so I love that. Well, okay, let's get to resources. We just gave you a word resource. Today, we're going to talk to Laurent Call. He has extensive private sector experience in the international export-import trade field and four decades working for both private and semi-government entities. He now works for UGA's, the University of Georgia's SBDC International Trade Center. But before that, he was a self-employed consultant for Global Footprints. So welcome, Lauren. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much, Wendy. I appreciate the opportunity and glad to revisit you again since our last couple of three, two or three years ago, I think it was. Right. That's when you were working on your own. And since then, you've gone to the UGA's SBDC. Why don't we start with those initials? Can you can you tell sure. me what that means? Yeah, it's good to, to, to mention, you know, because there's so many acronyms in international trade, but the SBDC is Small Business Development Center. And uh, we have a uh, domestic unit uh, that helps with uh, small and uh, mid-sized Georgia companies with uh, various business functions, whether it's, uh, you know, financing, uh, human resources, business planning, QuickBooks, uh, franchising, uh, business acquisitions, accounting, et cetera. But on the international side, we also have a SBD International Trade Center here in Georgia. We have four business consultants that help with Georgia small and mid-sized businesses with their import-export activities. That could be, you know, again, uh, similar to the domestic side, international financing, international market research, international logistics, international duties and taxes, documentation, uh, your ecosystems, selection of uh, service providers, naturally translation services like Report International. Keep that in mind for for translation and um, and you know other, you. Uh, smells brokers, freight forwarders, ocean carriers, air carriers, etc. And and international sales, marketing, and, and other things involved with the import export arena. Yeah, and you help people find brokers too if they want to do that in the market, right? 
Yes, yeah, freight forwarders, custom house brokers, that's correct, yeah. And we also find partners overseas with the help, not only our resources, but with the help of our USIAC, which is our U.S. Export Assistance Center, partners, you know, because we'll talk about those as well, but uh, we use their resources as well as they, as they, they you know, we combine both, both our resources to help these Georgia exporters grow overseas. Yeah, I was at a um, networking event last night, IERC, International Executive Resource Group, IERG, I'm sorry. And somebody was asking for distributors in market. And so that, so brokers, partners, distributors, that would all be something you could help with. Okay, so that's the SBDC and in, in the International Trade Office. And then you mentioned the USEAC, USEAC, right? Right. That's and a US. Yeah, that's, again, an acronym for U.S. Export Assistance Centers. These are our partners that we work very closely together, and you'll find this in every state in Georgia, or in, in the U.S., give me, in every state in the U.S. So the state of South Carolina does it similar with us, or Florida, or any any other state in the, in the country. There's five different resources in the USIAC. The Department of Commerce, this is a, a great resource, it's a federal resource, they have many embassies overseas that have consular commercial attaches that help us. Again, uh, we work together to find new distributors, learn about the, the current conditions of the market for their business, uh, competitor intelligence, currency uh, information, the do's and don'ts of uh, doing business overseas in that country. A lot of things that they can help with and, and we also can help with. The Georgia Department of Economic Development. Here in Georgia, we have the, the state resources, and they have 12 offices overseas, which we can use, staffed by their people, or, you know, their, their uh, Georgian uh, staffed uh, uh, people, folks that uh, can also help uh, in these countries to find distributors, uh, reps, uh, business partners, uh, do some research on uh, current conditions of the of your industry, and other things that, uh, that that they can provide. The Exim Bank is another export-import bank of the United States. They provide trade insurance for re foreign receivables. So if, if you don't get paid, they can help with 90% of the of, of paying your you know invoice should you have a buyer that doesn't pay. But that's that's helpful. And also they provide credit uh, export credit opportunities as well. The Small Business Administration is another resource that also provides export credit, and and they have different programs for for exporters, uh, Georgia exporters. And the last one is the Georgia District Export Council, uh, which is a an organization of current active executives that are involved uh, with shipping. Uh, you know, uh, they could be uh, with large exporters or, or shipping companies or insurance companies. Just a, a group of trained, highly skilled export executives that can help also companies with additional advice and, and counsel. So we have all these resources available in addition to our international uh, consulting team, which we have here at the University of Georgia, which are four of us that, that are highly skilled, highly, highly educated, and, and uh, highly experienced. Resources to help exporters. Can you talk about how these were all developed and why they're developed? Well, it's just that, you know, the exporting mechanics is is something that you need to learn about it. You know, it's a little more complex than selling domestically, right? You, all, you, all you do is put something in a box here when you sell it domestically and it's shipped and you invoice a customer and it's, it's a, you know, pretty easy, not, not as complex as selling 
a, a product from uh, this from U.S. to another country because you have more hands that deal with the the product and there's documentation involved. There's also the banking transactions. It's just a lot more complexity. So these these resources were developed too, you know, to help the the, the new and active exporters in the state with you know not only their like the the from starting from zero, but also the you know the more complex problems that exporters have with say duty problems overseas and trying to get better advocacy work that, that they could do to help you get a, a better entry into that market because of a duty or some kind of a barrier that might exist in that market. But all these the, the banking XM and small business administration is to help with some of the finance part of the financing part of it and and then uh, ourselves the Georgia Department of Economic Development and Department of Commerce is more more on the uh, market entry and marketing and uh, digital marketing and just all the the basic export mechanics that you might uh, operations type of things that you may come across. So. A lot of these are government agencies, and I don't think about going to a government agency and paying to get services. Usually they're provided. What are the kind of costs that an exporter might incur in Georgia for this? Well, for us, we're cost-free, but there's some programs for like Department of Commerce that you have to pay. They have Gold Key. There's some other things that they do that you have to pay for. The Georgia Department of Economic Development, all their work is no cost because the the, the U.S. the Georgia companies are paying taxes, which pays for their their services and, and our services as well. But there are things that you have to pay for, and there's some export grants, for example, with the Georgia Department of Economic Development that you could apply for to help you pay uh, some uh, some of your marketing costs or translation costs or just the different things that you can apply towards when you're selling overseas. So I had heard that the governments provide these services because our balance of trade is so far off. Like we import so much more that we want to export more. That's why the government has set up all these. Oh. Can you speak to that? Yeah, well, that's that's true. We import uh, two thirds of our balance of trade is, is import versus one third export, but it's growing. Our export is growing naturally. That's the key is to promote more U.S. exports because it, it the bottom line is it going to create new more jobs, uh, new products, you know, stronger companies here in Georgia or in in, in the U.S. And there's a lot of benefits of of creating more export sales. Yeah. So it, it sounds like if you're you're you run a business and you're in Georgia, you're in luck. So what about all the other states? Can you talk about, you know, I'm sure you don't know it as much as you, you know, Georgia, because that's where you work, but do they right. all have those different opportunities? Yes, good question. For example, in the Southeast, in Florida, they have, in the University of West Florida, they offer, they have an international trade uh, SBDC, so similar to us. And they also, you know, naturally they have their state offices and, and other, the XM does the same thing as BA helps, you know, with the same kind of functions in that state. And, you know, same thing with South Carolina. There's a international trade center in the University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina, the capital. And also in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, just the, the University of Alabama in Birmingham, I think it is. I'm not sure if it's Birmingham, but it's in the University of Alabama. They have a ITC as well. So all these, you know, most of these states have the similar re resources. Yes, that's correct. 
But there are some okay. states that, that operate a little bit differently. The SBDCs are not associated with the university. They might, you know, they might do, uh, has a different type of setup or function. Yes, I'm based in Massachusetts. And in Massachusetts, we have the SBDC, but we also have the uh, mass export, which is mm -hmm. more, it's closer, it's more closely tied to the Department of Commerce. And you can go in and get the services, but it's it, it's it's somewhat tied with the SBDC, but it's it's operated separately and it's not based. The SBDCs are at the university, but the but mass export isn't. And I think that's the same with New Hampshire and Maine, but Rhode Island is at Bryant University. Oh, and then, okay. And then in Texas, it's actually in the Department of Agriculture, the trade. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think bottom line is, is that we're talking about is that no matter where you're exporting from in the United States, there is a state resource that can help you. Where should somebody start? Well, I think, you know, they're, they're all very competent and I think, you know, try all the, all of them, but I, you know, you could start with the SBDC or the, the, the state of you no know, federal is, is, you know, also very useful, but I think uh, those, those are good ways to start, particularly, you know, being a small, very small business. If you have a very small business, small business development center or the SBA could be a good starting point. If your business is medium size or larger size, then you, you know, you could go directly to some of the federal and also the the state as well but you know for a smaller startup not startup but more of the smaller new cr newly created a couple years in business sbdc or sba i think would be a good start and also score for startups but you know the, that's another another thing that uh, they could look at which right is that's the, re the retired yeah. people that are advising through the SB sba correct right right so it sounds like finding your state export center the UCACs are the best way. And we'll put, we'll put yes. a link to that in the, the show notes. Okay. So if anybody wants to reach out, you, you, no matter what state you're in, you'll, you'll be able sure. to find it. But if you're in Georgia, you definitely want to reach out to Laurent because he's, he's the go-to person there. Earlier, you mentioned in the Department of Commerce, there's embassies and consulates. So if I'm an exporter and I'm looking for support, do I go to an embassy or a consulate? And what's the difference? Well, the normally the commercial part of it, where the commercial attaché is is in, in an embassy overseas, and but but when you start the process with the Department of Commerce here in the U.S., they will make the connection with you with that embassy, the 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 commercial attaché in that country, in the embassy of that country. For the the consulate is more for visas and travel and those kind of things. So for the you know for the business to purpose traveling and documents and things of that nature. Unless you know some other things that I don't know, Wendy, is anything else that you want to address on those two? No, I just thought it was always very interesting about, you know, you right. hear embassy and consulate. So thanks for the the explanation. Right. And I know that, uh, you know, and they all have the commercial attache and they're very willing to help because I've reached out to them before and they're very knowledgeable. Yeah, it's always good to go through the U.S. Uh, Department of Commerce first, your contact in that state, in your state, and then they'll contact the commercial attache in the embassy of that country that you're wanting to enter or learn about. 
Right. Yes. I um, wanted to do some research on a company that I was going to partner with and they were able to uh, do some research and get back to me and let me know if there were any, you know, danger things I should watch out for. Luckily, I got a clear report. They couldn't find anything on the company. So I assume that was a clear report <laughs> and it's gone well since. So, <laughs> All right. So you, prior to going to Georgia, you were an independent con you know, an independent consultant to help people with export and import. If I'm an exporter, how do I decide when to work with the state, the DOC, the uh, Exim Bank, or whether I go to a private consultant? Well, the, naturally, uh, you want to use all the free resources first, the cost-free resources, such as the, you know, the USIAC partners that we talked about. But naturally, when you use a private consultant, you have to pay for their, you know, by the hour or by the project. Sometimes, you know, the private consultant has very special, very highly specialized information or knowledge about a particular uh, product or industry or, or country. So sometimes you may want to consider using the private versus the cost-free services of a USIAC partner. Uh, it just depends, I think. But it's good. I think it's good to get a you know, you can always get an opinion from from various the various sources and learn from all of them too as well. So actually, sometimes you pay for what you get, right? Sometimes you, you can get some really good advice from private consultants. So I did that. I did it for four years, but coming here now to the University of Georgia, I've never uh, learned how many how much many more resources are out there. Particularly, if, for example, in our university with our library, we have so many databases that we can use to to research uh, not only domestic get domestic data but also international data. And uh, we also have interns that, that we can introduce to companies to help them with projects throughout the year. And we can also use professors and and associate professors to do research on you know, the latest and greatest type of project the company may have. Oh, that's fantastic. Those are things I never even thought about with the UCX or the state trade or state export centers. But that's right. If you're at a university, you naturally have all that. And then I've heard about internship programs where the state will actually pay if the intern goes to work at the company because they get experience. Okay, I didn't know about that, but we, you know, we have intern programs where the company would have to pay, you know, depending on whether it's an undergraduate or graduate student, a certain amount, you know, a certain amount, uh, whether it's by the hour or, or by the project. But normally, those are paid programs, and so, but we do offer that with all our colleges, you know, everything from engineering to, to you know, agriculture, et cetera. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So then that's probably it varies by state because it was one state in particular. I can't, it, I, it was either Kansas or Iowa, I think that had the program. So, you know, if anybody's really interested in that, <laughs> you know, you're based in one of those in Kansas, Iowa, it wasn't Nebraska, you know, give me a call and I'll figure out what it was. What about, I've heard of other programs like getting getting to global and soft land partners and these other organizations. Can you talk about those? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm a member of soft land partners, so I can talk about that, but that's a, a great, also a great resource for companies that are particularly for companies overseas that are want to penetrate the U.S. Or, or or even U.S. companies that want to go to to Europe or other parts of the world. 
but it helps uh, with you know planning the the the, the uh, market entry into the, that country. There's there's some great resources and a lot of folks from all over the world that they could also provide guidance and 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 naturally some are consultants and some are specialists that you may have to pay for. But yeah, Wendy, I think you're also a member of uh, Softland Partners, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. And that's one thing that I've seen from there is even if, if you start with the state, but you're still looking for deeper knowledge or connections, work with the providers because, you know, you're part of Southland Partners. I am. I know there's freight people, there's currency exchange, there's consultants, there's, you know, PEOs. And so if I want to get knowledge about something, I can go to them or I can post on the Slack channel for for help that I want. So is that sure. your experience? Yeah, I, I, I you know, I've, I've helped uh, some of my clients also with uh, SLP, some of the SLP folks uh, connected with them, whether it's foreign exchange or specialties that I'm, you know, that I know about, but I'm not an, an expert on it. So, yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. Right. And, we, and we do make when we make re- recommendations to our clients, whether they're custom house brokers or foreign exchange traders or lawyers or CPAs, we have to give at least three to five companies to for them to, to, to talk to and select and make a decision on. It's real important for you to be out there meeting the vendors to know who you right. can refer. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Where do people go if they want more general information about how to start exporting? Again, Yuzyak, you know, internet, you can look for, you know, buy some books on exporting, general, how to how to export or exporting. There's a lot of good books out there. Uh, also, you know, marketing. If you want to look for a good marketing book, this is by the author, yours truly, Wendy <laughs> P. So, but, you know, yeah, the internet is a great place to, you know, to start learning about exporting. And I have a, you know, I have both electronic and, and hard copy versions of you know, uh, with my library here of import-export literature, but yeah, that's a good way of doing it. And, and then with your contacts at the Georgia Department of Commerce, the U.S. Department of Commerce, you know, the different uh, folks can also provide you other additional training and information as well. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for holding up my book in the language of global marketing. So I did write it to give a background to people of how to how to think about your communications. Before we started recording, you mentioned another book that you said was really good. It was the Definitive Bible to Exporting or something. Can you uh, yeah, tell us about the author that is Laurel Delaney. I think she she did a really great job. The last version I have was two years ago. Let me see if I can. I can pull it out, but this is the the book here, exporting. So it's exporting the definitive guide to selling abroad profitably. Yeah, it's it's quite a it's very very thorough, and also uh, the the fellow that created Nasbyte, Jim Foley, who he's created the Nasbyte, the group of international trade folks, and this is the book he created. This is a very good book too, you know. So. Global. Okay. The Global Entrepreneur, Taking Your Business International. I think there might be a fifth version. I have the fourth version. Um, We'll put put links to the show notes in there, Lauren, so people can find it. And Nasbit, that's another one that you mentioned that we hadn't talked about. Can you talk about that? Yeah, this, this is a group of, you know, professional global Business professionals, they they have a certification that you can uh, you apply for, and you can you know you have to study and test for it. 
And these are people from all different disciplines of business, you know, very, very experienced folks. And, you know, I, I, you know, we, we, as a consultant here, we're, you know, we're, we have to, we had to take the exam as, as part of a certification to go to, you know, to go through our training program here at University of Georgia International Trade Center. So, but yeah, and, and also there's a, a lesser cost export training called the exportu.com. And I, I'm not sure what the fee's going to be, but that's another certification you can do. They've, they've got about 12 video webinars on there. It took me about maybe 40 hours a, a week to do, to go through all of them and go through all the, their tests. And and it's another way of just kind of picking up. Naturally, you know, I've been in the import-export for four decades, but you're always learning. And, and I learned some some things in there, in addition to these books that I've, you know, that I, and the NASBYTE CGBP certification that I did uh, this last early, early December, January this year. What was the hardest topic? I just have to ask. Well, it depends on your, what your weaknesses is. Uh, for me, it was compliance because, you know, I've always uh, been involved with marketing and sales in my, my career, selling internationally. And so, you know, marketing and then the finance was, a, was, it was fairly, not easy, but, you know, I, I knew quite a lot about it. There's four or five different areas, but, but compliance was one of them that I think was, for me, it was the most difficult because I didn't, I, I, we always had a department with the multinational companies I worked for that they took care of that, you know, that yeah, you really yeah. didn't think about it. You didn't know, I mean, you knew about it, but you didn't know all the ins and outs of what, what's important, what, yeah. what wasn't. So, All right, yeah. I'm going to jump topics back to because we're talking about resources. Sometimes I hear about FDI or foreign direct investment. What could you tell us about that? Well, mostly we, the FDI is more involved with the state, Georgia Department, for example, here in Georgia, the Georgia Department of Economic Development. They have a, a team that, that that's involved with a foreign direct investment for companies overseas that want to invest in the, in the state of Georgia. And also uh, Softland Partners can help a little bit on that as another source. Now, Wendy, I don't know if you have any other ones that you could tell us about, unless are there other other resources that you know about it? Yeah, so FDI would be the state is investing to try to get people from outside of the U.S. to come in. And then how about Select USA? I'm I'm not very familiar with that, but maybe do you know much about it? I'm sorry, I I, I didn't. You yeah, know. it's probably it's probably a little. I think it's the conference. You know, Softland Partners talks a lot about it, but I think it's a conference that might be more aligned with FDI, where it's people coming into the United States. So that's right. kind of out of your realm. Yeah, uh, and do you have you ever heard of getting to global? Getting to global. Um, not familiar, but I'm always willing to learn. Yeah, Josh set it up. That's another website you can get to, getting to global. Josh was a, an attache, I think commercial attache down in Mexico, I think. And then he recognized that exporters needed support here. You're nodding your head. I can see on the video when we're recording this. So what did you know? I don't know. Like yeah, yeah, Josh, now you remind me. Sorry about that. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, but you don't run across it too much. Well, I, I've I've attended some of the his webinars. They've he's had some uh, e-commerce uh, webinars for two or three of them. One for Asia, Europe, and I think Latin America. They were well done, and 
and I learned some things about e-commerce and some and some contacts in that field. So they, you know, that could be another source for for education and also for for looking at as a market tool. Okay. Okay. So there we got, we've got webinars, we've got books, we've got places you can go talk to people. We've got research. You mentioned gold key earlier. I wanted to come back to that. What can you tell us about the gold key program? Well, that's a, that's a program established by the department of commerce, the U S department of commerce. And what it does is they, they kind of pretty much find distributors for you or partners, whether reps or distributors or government entities, or I'm not sure whatever market channel you decide to go to with when you want to export. And they'll set up meetings for you. They'll, they'll pick you up and, and take you to, the, to these potential partners and, and just kind of hold your hands and help you through the whole process. I mean, but there's a fee on there. I, I, I'm not sure what the current fee is, but it's a great program. Uh, I've never used it, but, you know, there, I've, I've heard some very, very positive things about it. Um, and they also have some other ones. I, I, you know, there's two or three that are the other paid uh, type of programs that they offer. Oh, okay. that's the Department of Commerce. So reaching out to your state trade rep will certainly be able to introduce you to the right person to find out. How about step grants? It's another thing we hear a lot about. Yeah, well, here in, in Georgia, it's called the Go Global Export Step Grant. And that's also, this is managed and distributed by the Georgia Department of Economic Development. This is how they do it here in Georgia. So this is a grant that, you know, new and also existing exporters can apply for this grant that could be applied towards travel, you know, your flight expenses, not sure you don't want to, can't travel first class, but, you know, you can, you can apply towards your economy class fare. You can apply towards a web, you could translation with Rapport International, or you could use, use it for literature, you know, your literature, marketing materials. There's just a lot of different things that you can apply for towards. Yeah, we've liked the step grants because people have gotten them and come to us for, you know, their marketing and for translation. So I mm -hmm. think it's a great way. And then they could, you know, we make sure it's quality. So they're actually attracting the business that they want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we've gone through a bunch of other resources. I can't think of any other ones offhand unless you can. Well, you know, like anything else, try to use all the resources you can use, not only the service providers, like, you know, with translation people, the your your freight forwarder, your ocean carrier, even the people overseas, your custom house broker, the government folks overseas, the Department of Commerce folks. Just try to think about all the resources that you could use and 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 obtain information, market intelligence, competitor intelligence, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, that's really, and I'm glad you said that because I think we talked a little bit about it, but all the providers are so connected in with each other and they know, they, they'll know what they can do and what they can't. So if you're talking to somebody like me, you know, that I do translation, ask for resources, and then we'll put a link in the show notes to find your state trade rep because that sounds like the best place to start. All right, so now we've talked about all these resources. Can you give me a story about an exporter that came to you in uh, Georgia at the SBDC and said, I want to start exporting or this is what I've done and I want to grow? Sure. Well, I just got a recent client about eight months ago or so that uh, I'm not sure we can't name, put, put a name to the client, but is a manufacturer of specialty carpets. 
his company particularly does Southwestern type of designs on these carpets, American Indian Southwestern design, very specialty type of item or, or niche, I guess. And came to us, we looked at some uh, research, we did some research on what what would be the top two or three markets for him. And we, we saw that uh, Je- you know, J- the Japanese love Americana type of products. And so through the Georgia Department of Economic Development, which they have an office in Japan, we were able to, to provide him at least maybe five different resources of potential partners. So they've now been through the, the due diligence and they've met each other virtually and all that. They've sent, he's sent samples. So hopefully now they'll, they'll be getting some container orders and, and get that uh, process going. So that's one example where we're helping this new to export carpet manufacturer in Northwest Georgia. Fantastic. And who'd have thought that a carpet manufacturer would be exporting? That's what I always love about hearing the stories is it's the people who are inspired that actually do it, that benefit from higher revenues, higher profits, higher salaries, higher valuations. I mean, the DOC research just blows me away. Yeah, I mean, it's in, in Southwestern design, it's so, you know, niche, you know, and actually uh, another market we're looking at is Canada because there's a lot of, you know, the, some of that American Indian influence up in the in the Northern Canadian uh, states up there. So we're, that's another country that we're going to be helping or we, you know, we'll, we'll be helping this company out. But, you know, there's just so many things that, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you have a product or service that could be modified, it could be exportable, naturally we'd have to look at it. You know, there's potential for all kinds of things. And there's mar- there's products here that you can't sell here that are great products for overseas business, you know, so. Love the story of Walter Brooks from Georgia, makes a barbecue sauce. He's episode 81 on our podcast. He was at a food trade show and somebody from Georgia came up and said, have you ever thought about exporting? He said, yeah, as any entrepreneur would say, and he ended up going on a couple of trips to the Middle East and has signed millions of dollars of contracts for his barbecue sauce. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So the episode's a great story to hear. Walter Brooks yeah. from Brooks Maids Gourmet. Yeah. And then the other thing that surprises me is when you hear about services being the number one export. So even if you own a consulting company or a marketing services or web development, you know, think about going international because yeah, yeah, huge opportunity. Uh, specialty consulting, boutique consulting, those kind of things. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Software, software, you know, the, all these new technologies, those are all services, you know, very um, intangible products, right? So yeah. naturally they have to be modified. You know, you got to put it in their language. You got to, you know, metric versus English uh, system. There's things that you have to think about, you know, to, to modify to their culture and language, uh, to their culture and, 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 you know. I'm glad language. you say that. That's exactly what we do. <laughs> I appreciated that, that call out. So what advice would you have for people? Regarding? Exporting. Uh, yeah, I left that oh, wide I think, open. Uh, no, that, the, you know, always think it uh, Think, think about it because it does, when there's hard times here in the U.S., it, it can offset your slow sales here in the U.S. and it also brings in new customers. You can get new ideas for modifying your products, not only overseas, but also here, improve your product here. You'll grow your business. You'll Hopefully you'll employ more people. 
and you'll you'll have you'll be a step ahead of your competitor. Your domestic competitor may not be exporting, but you might, and and you you know you'll be growing and and also learning and and having a more dynamic business, and and hopefully one that will even survive not only future recessions but here in the U.S. but you know also global recessions because you're you're so diversified. This is why the multinationals are so big. Because they're all in every part of the world. And, you know, when one region of the world is down, the other one's up and it offsets their their businesses. Right. And and, and it helps revenues from one, one region helps offset the other. So it's just it's, that's why they're multinationals. That's, that's why they're on the top, you know, Fortune 500s. Right. Yeah, that's really good that that the companies have the chance to grow bigger by being across uh across nations. And also what's interesting is the statistics from the Department of Commerce is like the majority of companies that exports are small and mid-sized companies. They grow faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. You yeah. know, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Always look into exporting. Definitely. Always, yeah, keep back, always looking towards exporting. I love that. Okay, so you know I'm going to end on this. What's your favorite foreign word? Oh, Lordy. <laughs> uh, the, the last time you asked me, I said bricoleur, which is a collector, collecting, collector of experience, of, of memories, of, you know, that, I think it's a great word in French. This time, oh my gosh, I don't know. Oh, you caught me off Same guard. word, if it's you're still your favorite. <laughs> yeah, let's let's use it. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't think you were going to ask me the same question. I thought maybe you'd come back with something different. But <laughs> if you remembered which word you gave, that means it is. So say the word again. Bricoleur, B-R-I-C-O-L-L-E-U-R. It means collector in French. So bricoleur of, of memories, bricoleur memories or experiences or what. So yeah, for you, it's stories, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love to collect stories and memories because I love to travel. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start adding that into my repertoire. <laughs> right. There you go. So Laurent, yeah. this has been a pleasure again. This is going to be a an episode that I refer back to and send on to people because it's just so helpful to talk about all the resources that are out there. So where can people get in touch with you if they want to reach you? In Georgia, naturally, my email is lkahl, L-K-A-H-L, at Georgia, sbdc.org. And my work phone is direct is 678-203-0522. This is for Georgia. Naturally, we only, SBDC here in Georgia, we only can help Georgia uh, companies, uh, because that's just our modus operandi, just so like the people in Florida do or the South Carolina, they can really only uh, help uh, companies established in their state. Okay, so if you're in Georgia, reach out to Laurent. If you're in another state and you want help, go to the show notes, click on the link as to where the other state contacts are. We have it on our website, so we'll drop it in there. Um, and then reach out to them and tell them that Laurent Call from the University of Georgia International Trade Center sent you. <laughs> and if you good. want, 
any help on getting a step grant to get your website or your marketing materials developed and translated, certainly reach out to me because we can help you develop a quote and then know what to apply for when you talk to your straight, state trade rep. So this is this has been a delight. Merci yeah, well, beaucoup. Sam, muchas gracias. Merci beaucoup. Obrigado. Thank you. Grazie. Well, anyway, so thank you so much. I enjoyed it, Wendy. And thank you again for allowing me the opportunity to talk to you and being interviewed again for the second time. And don't forget to, to use Wendy's translation services and her book, Global Marketing. And yeah, thank you again, Wendy. Appreciate it. That's a wrap for this session. A big thanks to you for listening to the Global Marketing Show. Hope you had just as much fun as I did. New sessions launch weekly on all places you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on our website. If you know someone interested in this topic, please tell them about us. Au revoir for now.